Manimal here. It's Monday, August 7th, and today on Texas Rangers with the boys, Kevin and I, we're skipping the league. We don't care about the league today because the Rangers played three games over the weekend. We're going to talk about all the news and notes from the weekend. We're going to talk about the box scores from the weekend, and we're going to preview tonight with the Oakland A's. So join us today, Texas Rangers with the boys. Hey, this is Mitch Garver. You're listening to Texas Rangers with the boys. Hey, thanks, buddy. Welcome back to Texas Rangers with the boys. We are the boys, your daily Texas Rangers podcast by a couple of pro wrestlers who love Rangers baseball. And we want to thank you for making us the first listen of your day. This is your boy, Kev, a.k.a. YBK, Kevin Frazier. You can follow me on social media at Kevin Lee Frazier. That is F-R-A-Z-I-E-R. And you can follow Texas Rangers with the boys on social media at TX Rangers WTB. Don't forget to check us out on our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. Oh, one word. Hey, and joining me, a man fully recovered uh, from beating up on uh, beating up on Avon Axel a few weeks ago. Um, the 300-pound animal, a.k.a. Bull. I know you're feeling better, buddy, but where can they also find you on socials? Hey, yeah, doing a little bit better. Uh, um, I, I had some, some back problems this week, but uh, I don't think it's from Avon Axel. I think it's from uh, being in hotel beds and uh, mm. instead, but... Uh, first of all, before we get into anything, I want to remind everybody that's listening to us for the first time on Spotify to smash down that follow button mm. and give us a follow there on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, any of the listening platform that you're on. Make sure and follow us so you get all the latest updated news on the uh, Texas Rangers with the Boys podcast. And, uh, you know, from there, I'll tell everybody, right, that you can follow me on Twitter Manimal Bull, Instagram Manimal 300, and then Facebook and TikTok Bull Pro. Um, and, you know, whatever your favorite platform of social media is, I'm there. We can talk about some Rangers baseball. Speaking of Rangers baseball, we're going to keep it real short around the league today. We're going to jump right into it. Um, and we're going to start with the Astros splitting a four game. Yankees. And we're going to roll that right into the American League West. The Astros got just right within; they could smell it. But oh Rangers... yeah, they were they were technically there for like an hour or two when the before the Rangers had beaten the White Sox the other night. Um, technically, mm-hmm. for a couple of minutes there, that it was a, 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 a virtual tie in the mm-hmm. American League West uh, for for a couple of minutes there. But then the Rangers have went on a nice six-game run since then. The Astros split a couple with New York, fall a couple more games back, and uh, we've went from a virtual tie to about two and a half right now. Yeah, uh, in, we're at two uh, and in a the half. American League West, and uh, the Rangers have a chance to add some more to that tonight while the Astros don't play and the Rangers will be out in Oakland. But we're going to talk about that later in the show. Um, also, did you, know, did you see that the uh, – the old Anaheim Angels of L.A. Mm. Ducks or whatever they're called now, they um, have lost all six games from the trade deadline, and there is no doubt in my mind that everybody in that organization wants a do-over because now they're <laughs> going to get a supplemental first-round pick for Shohei Otani, 
if he doesn't sign back with them. So uh, interesting. I mean, they went all in. They tried to do everything they could, and man, did they blow it. I, I can't be anybody more embarrassed about the way things have turned out than the uh, Angels, right? Yeah, and I mean, the season's still not over, but yeah, terrible way. They, they've been a very streaky team all year, but, uh, you know, it, it, it will let it kind of play itself out. And uh, they've kind of fallen off the radar as of now, but uh, you just you just never know with such a fantastic player that just does stuff night in and night out that we've just never seen in baseball. But let's let's talk Rangers. Um, yeah, that man. Let's the, the big story right now is uh, is Josh Young, uh, fractured thumb, and I think yeah. I think I, and and before I before I turn it over, you know this was the thing we were worried about with Josh Young was can he stay healthy. And uh, now we have a fractured thumb. Well, and you know, it's such a fluky type play. Gets a line drive hit at him. Ball kind of moves on him a little bit and works its way into the inside of his glove there and catches him right on the right on the thumb. Now he's able to turn a double play off of this ball. But uh, hmm. um, unfortunately, that, that uh, you know, it's good cost him. I'd say... You know, time frame right now is four to eight weeks. Four if he doesn't have to have surgery. If he does have to have surgery, you're looking at probably six to eight. Um, so right now it's like you're four to eight weeks. Um, you know, you hope for no surgery. You hope that it's just a little hairline fracture and that it's something that uh, in a couple of days after being in a little cast or a couple of weeks after being in a cast that he can get it off and start uh, – uh, resuming baseball activities because they've caught a little break on Jonah Heim. And we'll talk about that in a minute, but they've caught a couple of these little breaks, but you know, they're, they're finding that, you know, it's a grind and you got to win with what you got. And uh, fortunately for the Rangers, you know, they're in one of those spots where uh, Ezekiel Duran can play that spot. Josh Smith can play that spot. And, uh, you know, they called up a guy that we'll talk about in a second that he could play that spot. Um, so they've got some guys that can play that spot. And now it's about who's going to produce in the lineup and what it's going to do to other positions and what some other things that other positions are going to end up doing to third base. So, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, but yeah, it's a big injury right now. And let's, let's hope that, uh, you know, here after we get done with the podcast and we go over, you know, they, they start going over Monday stuff to this, this morning, uh, that, you know, we get good news on Josh Young and, and a hand specialist instead of bad news. But, uh, you know, hopefully worst case scenario, eight weeks is still regular season. Mm -hmm. So you would be getting him back before the postseason, but, it's hard to replace what Josh Young has done in that lineup. In the lineup and at third base. He's and, been, and, and he's been everything, him, everything you and, for. and I'm going to let you tell him who the guy that they're going to call up to try it, that the onus is on him to do that. Yeah, we, we had much deliberation uh, about who we thought was going to be the guy to come up and replace. We knew that you had three guys on the 40-man on the that could, could come up without making any major moves. One of those guys was Jonathan Ornelas. So he got the call. Ornelas um, had a big-time spring, and he was a guy that was really on the radar but has not really been as good uh, as he was last year at AAA. But he's still one of the top prospects in the organization. And, you know, I, I think it's a good move to at least see 
you just don't know, man, until these guys get to the majors. We we talked about Zeke Duran last year. Um, you just you just never know till they get up there and they start playing big league ball and some of these guys adjust better than you think they're going to. So looking yep. forward to seeing Ornelas play. Probably won't get a ton of PT unless Josh Smith opens the door because I have a feeling Josh Smith's going to get a lot of these looks um, because he's he's been on the squad all year, like you said a little earlier today. And, you know, I, I think every day at bats might do him, do him good. Yeah, I just don't exactly know where they're going to play him. I don't know exactly what – a lot of this has to do with what how Se- how much Seeger plays in the field as well, because they're gonna they're gonna be taking it slow with him. I mean, he had a day off yesterday just because he was, you know, wasn't really a day off. It was more like, hey, we got some flaring up in this thumb, so let's take a day to make mm-hmm. sure that we're not getting, you know, I mean, three home runs in four days since he's been off the D or in three four games since he's been off the DL. That's you don't want to lose that. You you would much rather give him a day off. And and you saw that the Rangers are are most definitely capable of winning a ball game with with Ezekiel Duran and Josh Smith on the left side of that infield. So you know, I mean, it's for Ornelas, it's great. To, let's see if he's got a little something. And um, you know, last year we did find out that both Josh Smith and Ezekiel Duran could hold their own at the big league level because of injuries. And uh, and really the same thing with Josh Young as well last year. We found out those guys could hold their own because of injuries, because of bad play from Abanez and the guys that were playing third base last year. So um, we're going to get a chance to look at Ornelas. I'm not uh, 100% sure how much time he's going to get in the field. Um, mm-hmm. I imagine that the third base reps right away would go to Duran. Um, uh, and then if Seager doesn't play, I would say they probably go Smith Duran on that left side of the infield. Um, I don't know how many at bats that you know Smith will get in left field because you're looking at Grossman out there that's a switch hitter mm-hmm. and hits better from the right-handed side, and then Travis Jankowski who's been really good this year, even though these last couple of weeks his numbers are starting to to fall a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. so, you know, you'll just kind of have to wait and see on how Bochi does it. But the other day I got a text message from my brother. He's like, man, Garver's hitting the ball so well today. I can't believe they're going to give him a day off. And then Robbie Grossman hits a big three run home run in the middle <laughs> of that game that gets them started going in the right direction. And, and they end up winning a ball game because of Robbie Grossman being in the lineup whenever, you know, we're thinking, why is not Mitch Garver getting that DH spot in the, so you know, let's let's just uh, trust in the bochi and and uh, um, that's that's my new the bochi. Uh, there's a the like boach. it's a whole thing. Yeah, the the boch. Mm-hmm. But let's trust mm-hmm. in him and uh, let's uh, let let's see what he let let him cook. You know, let him make some decisions mm-hmm. for this thing and see what happens. And and I trust him. Yeah, I I do too. So I, I'm not too worried. Like I said, I, I think we're going to be able to, to to do what we need to do. This team hits plenty. I just think close ball games down the stretch, it, it probably helps uh, more than anything. Now, the next thing on our list here is This uh, got missed Joe last Barlow. week. Yeah, this got so, missed oh, okay, last week okay. in all the trade deadline stuff. And I did we didn't talk uh-huh. about Joe Barlow being designated. And then this mm. weekend, um, what brought it back to my attention – was the fact that the Royals claimed Barlow. And uh, um, so he's going to end up going on that Royals 
40 man roster and uh we'll get a you know we'll we'll see what uh what he does with the Royals down the stretch but the Royals are a team that they lost a lot of their relief pitchers so a guy like Joe Barlow gets a, a second chance there on a bad team but if he pitches well he can always pitch himself somewhere else cuz he, he's right, a guy that right. still has options he's going to have options next year i think he still has two options after this year so you know, he's a, he's a guy that's valuable in bullpens because he has those options yeah, and he's had success in the past too. Um, well, he's been a closer, some, so yeah, he's he's had some success. So let's go move on to the next big um, couple of big injury stories going on. Really, all three of these next three are all injury related with big time names on the team. Uh, Nady Evaldi uh, throws, but being cautiously pushed back. Yeah, um, you know, the last time we were on, we were talking about the you know. Uh, he comes off the DL on, or the IL on Thursday, and there might be a chance that, you know, he was he's right there on time. Um, but it looks like um, as uh, after we were on the air Friday, Bochy did kind of talk about him being two to three weeks away instead of one week away. So um, I think they're just being cautious with him. I don't think that they're I – mean, you know, you want to make sure that everything is 100% before he throws again, especially when you've added – Montgomery and Scherzer, and since you've added Montgomery and Scherzer, um, Heaney and the uh, uh, has been a lot better. And then you've also still got uh, John Gray and and Dane Dunning who have been pitching well this year. So and, you know, and and Perez in the bullpen. So there's options, you know. So you don't have to be so. Oh, we got to get Nate out there, even if he's hurting, you know. So uh, keep that roster spot for somebody else and make sure that. You know everything is good. Yeah, Rangers are are have a little bit of uh, of a luxury in the start realm, and re, you know, honestly, uh, offensively uh, as well. The next three guys, they've they've got, you know, ability to to have some flexibility. But Jonah Heim uh, throwing, uh, it says here throwing and feels good after playing cat. So we're gonna see yeah, Jonah Heim yeah. back sooner than later. Uh, hopefully it's right at the kind of that three weeks that they talked about early on and see how he's doing. Then he's going to take some swings this uh, week in Oakland. Um, I, uh, I know that Bochy joked uh, in the pregame presser about, well, now go warm up Chapman and let's see how you're really feeling. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, you right. know, I, I think, <laughs> you know, I'm kind of was excited that he was, he felt good after playing some catch. He goes to, to Bochy about it. And Bochy's like, oh, you feeling good. Let's go warm up Chappie and get him going. <laughs> so, you know, and they, uh, and, and, you know, we're in those dog days of August. So Bochy's got to keep it, keep it kind of comical in the, uh, you know, in the uh, presser. We're playing good. I'm sure everything is loose right now. So, uh, you know, Bochy as well. So, and then, so Corey Seager. And also real quick, real quick with Uh Heim, you know how we've talked about kind of all this year about, you know, uh, DeGrom goes down, Evaldi and Dunning step up, Seager goes down, Duran steps up. Now, you know, Heim goes down and Mitch Garver's playing the best baseball that he's played all, probably in a Rangers uniform. Uh, so, you know, it's just like one of those things like guys go down and that next dude in line, he's ready to be there, step up and take care of the show. And that's been that's been really good for this Rangers team. And now let you get get on with old Corey Seager. Yeah, you mentioned it earlier that he missed on Sunday just for more precautionary reasons than just a day off. So 
that's something we want to make sure that like, Hey, you know, <laughs> we, oh we yeah. This guy. It, it, go ahead. I mean, there can't be one pitcher in the big leagues that wants to face Corey Seager right now. I mean, lefty, righty, it doesn't matter. He's hitting and he's hitting everybody. And it doesn't matter if you're going good or you're going bad. Seager's going to get you right now. It don't matter who you are. And so you don't want him to miss any more time. I'd much rather him miss a Sunday afternoon than miss a week. You know, so uh, we'll, we'll see what they do tomorrow. Uh, they'll be in the bay tomorrow, so the you know a little bit later start time for him. Uh, uh, so we'll kind of see how he's feeling tomorrow and see what they do with him, you know, tomorrow in the bay and with Josh Young going on the DL or the IL. You can't really, you know, you can't really take. I don't know, you know, you you can still be very precautious. You're playing the A's. I, f- I feel like there's they can, you know, they can compete with the A's probably with Round Rock. So. Um, so we'll just kind of, you know, round rock with the Rangers pitching staff, but, (laughs) but, but, but anyway, you know, just precautionary on Seager. You don't want this to get any worse. And I mean, the dude came back and just raked once he got back from this injury. So you want to continue to see him rake all the way through August and September. Um, so, well, speaking of, uh, what I guess I had a terrible that was a terrible attempt at a segue segue there. Ooh, speaking but, of um, raking, I was going to um, say that, but I didn't know how that how good that yeah, sounds. So. Speaking of raking, I heard Brick Savage was doing his lawn this afternoon. Mm, well, Brick Savage was out. Uh, I think he had a he had a match out in uh, Austin. Austin. Yeah, probably breaking somebody's face. Poor poor kid that had to wrestle him tonight. You know. Yeah, it's something uh, about he put somebody uh, through a door. Uh, I, 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 a door, <laughs> maybe put them through the ring. Yeah, I mean, yeah, look, yeah. I've I've been on the other side of Brick Savage one time, and and Kevin, you'll you'll attest to this. I do not get power bombed very often. No, 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 no. <laughs> so, no, 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 so no, if no. you want to hear what kind of pick you up, yeah, you want to hear what kind of man Brick Savage is? Is uh, you know he's out there power bombing the manimal, so he 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 is not messing around. And if you want to see a guy like Brick Savage not mm-hmm. mess around in the wrestling ring till the end at the Ridgely Theater on October sixth, it's cum- accumulating one full year of of Matt War Pro. Uh, we started last year in November. Uh, October 6th will be the big one-year anniversary show. And uh, we're not only going to have Brick Savage there, but his tag team partner from the Innocence, Damo McCullough, will be defending the Trinity River Heritage title in a cage match with Super Tex Brett McKenzie. And, mm. you know, these guys have been, they've been beating each other up for a year now. And most of the time it's been either Brent sneak attacking Damo or Damo just kicking Brent's butt right there man to man. And we're going to do it in a cage. We're going to see what happens. And on October 6th, uh, the very first ever Cowtown cage match, Ridgely Theater. I'll be doing something. I don't know what I'm doing just yet, but I'll be doing something. Oh, there were there were some plans for me to wrestle me a mixed tag match with some midgets, but that kind of fell through. Unfortunately, oh. we'll do that. We'll do that some other day because all them, the, the, the extreme midget guys, they all love me and I love them. And, and those are my buddies. So someday we'll get to have that big 
mixed tag match with the with the um, the midgets, but it's not gonna happen until the end. But October sixth, be there, check it out. All our guys, all our sponsors will be there. Starry's Ice Cream, Martin House Brewing. I'm sure that the Kellys and 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 big dogs will be out there serving up the food. So join us, the Ridgely Theater, right over there by where Kev grew up. That's right. Just a stone's throw from Interstate 30 on Camp Bowie Boulevard. So join us October 6th till the end for the big Cowtown Cage match. Let's do some box scores, huh? Man, let's jump into it. I am I am super stoked uh, about this weekend. The, the Rangers, you know, Rangers are turning into a little bit of a streaky team, actually. Well, if and you again, just call it what you, it is, you know. You, you know how it is, right? When you get bad teams, you're supposed to beat up on the bad teams, mm-hmm. and you play those good teams 500. Well, the Rangers are in another streak of playing some bad. And let's not say that Miami is a bad team. No, they're not a bad. But team. but they caught them at home. Mm-hmm. They caught them at home, which helps the Rangers a ton because the Rangers play really good baseball at home. Yeah, they and do. Uh, and you know they got some really good pitching this weekend. Uh, Montgomery in his debut, really good. He gave up some hits there in those first couple of innings, very similar to Max Scherzer. But man, yeah. once he got calmed down, man, once he got settled into that game, that was the Jordan Montgomery show. That was, I yeah. mean, he yeah. he was really good, and you know. Both Scherzer and Montgomery get a W on back-to-back days. And, you know, they were able to give up a couple of runs early on and not have anything to worry about because there's that offense giving them some runs. And, uh, you know, I I was really impressed with Montgomery uh, because I thought uh, Lazardo for uh, um, Miami, I thought he pitched – yeah, I thought he pitched really well. And those Miami pitchers, they are tough, man. And the guy that pitched the yeah. next day was tough, too. I mean, all three days, Alcantara. I mean, they got to Alcantara a little bit, and everybody kind of has been. And and you and you can see why watching him pitch. He's leaving fastballs up, and big-time hitters in the big leagues are going to hit fastballs up, and that's just the way it is. Uh, um, but on, on Thursday night, you know, Montgomery, he gave up uh, some hits. He uh, probably – you know, just the one walk. So not a big deal. You know, just one walk Friday for the Rangers. Um, he gave up some hits, but he struck out some guys. You know, what basically his average about one an inning. And um, you know, I thought for six innings he was really good. I thought he, uh, I thought he moved the ball around and was uh, able to get guys keep guys off balance, especially after those first couple of innings. Because man, in that first inning, Josh Bell hit a ball. Like on a line, just yeah, straight to up the, the field, alley. Man. Yeah, like it just like I mean, it beat the outfielders up the alley. It was a, it was a yeah. rocket. But once he got settled into that thing, I mean, he was good, and uh, and I really enjoyed watching him command the zone. And I thought he did a really nice job. And uh, you know, he got in a little bit of trouble there in the seventh when they sent him back out there. But Spores came in, and the Spores is nasty, dude. Like, yeah, you know how you talked about, time, you know, you, you talked about spores and how nasty he was uh, yeah. the other day. I mean, or how, how much swagger he had the other day. You could feel it when he came in there with runners on first and second and just mowed everybody down that he was, that he, he feels good and that he's healthy and that he's got the stuff that he had in that first half of the season when he was rolling. Yeah. And, and I would say this is the best probably he's ever looked in his career. And then of course our new pickup uh, Stratton, he came yeah, in and got two very, innings and, yeah, know, very solid. Did, yeah, there's just nothing to complain about in the offense. Um, you know, really did, did it with the long ball all weekend, it seems like. Garcia had a couple. Seager had had a long 
And then whatever, how about that ball Tavares smoked into center field that just like oh, literally yeah, just yeah. the outfielder didn't couldn't even move. I mean, he just yeah, it was over his head. Yeah, no doubt. And and Tavares had a pretty good night on uh, Friday, and you know Garcia, you know he just carried the load, man. He they needed him to carry the load the other night, and he did. And then in that first inning when they uh, they had fallen by, fallen down one nothing to have Seager come right out there and get the team, you know, put him right back on mm-hmm. his back and say, hey, I got this, guys. Don't worry about it. Because cause that first inning, Seager or Simeon, Lowe, and Garcia did not, didn't look super great at the plate. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, or maybe it was Young. I think Young hitting the three-hole uh, against the lefty. Uh, yeah. But anyways, yeah. uh, got a bunch of, you know uh, – Duran, we'll talk about him, him a little bit uh, uh, on the other side of the ball, but he he did he didn't uh, he didn't have a great Friday night, and you know his second half his second half on base plus slug is pretty rough, and he's been having a little bit of a, an issue. But um, I think the idea of him playing every day at third base is going to help him get back into the the mode of things because he seems to be a little bit more into the game when he uh, when he plays when he plays the third base or when he plays in the field. But anyways, a good game for the Rangers. Uh, Simeon had a double. Garcia had a double in the two home runs. Um, The Seager home run in the first. Like you said, the RBI double from Tavares. Uh, Really nice game for the Rangers. Um, Didn't hit with runners in scoring position, but didn't have a whole lot of opportunity either because they had some, you know, they had the home runs and they had the, you know, they had the three solo home runs and, and uh, Tavares's RBI double was with a runner on first base instead of second. So, you know, they had good at-bats with runners on base. So, uh, you know, a lot, lot to like about uh, um, the, the, Rangers, uh, the, the Rangers Friday night game against the Marlins. Well, let's uh, – you ready to jump into Saturday? Let's jump straight into the next – Yeah, let's go uh, right into one. it. Because man, I mean, it, it started. What a game! It started. It started really <laughs> nice game. for for. I thought John Gray, like those first couple of innings, he had the good stuff. You know, he was throwing ninety eight. He was breaking a slider off, and it was looking tight, and everything was really solid. And then he ran into a little bit of a tr- little bit of trouble uh, there in those uh, in the third and fourth, and you know. I thought, oh man, you know, he's, he's he's ran into some trouble, but once he got kind of through that and got back in, you know, that fifth inning and going into that sixth inning, his command was better. And uh, I thought Burke did a really nice job of picking him up in the in the in the sixth inning. Um, but get back to Gray, I thought he had, you know, he had the six. Ooh, excuse me, he had the six strikeouts, but he walked a couple of guys. And, you know, you probably would have liked to have seen him not, you know, not walk those guys. But and that Seager error kind of hurt him a little bit. But mm-hmm. Seager more than made up for it at the at the plate. Um, yeah. And we'll talk about that here in a minute. But I thought the bull when he didn't have his best bullpen hands all available because, you know, Spores wasn't available on Saturday. And, uh, you know, he really didn't want to use Chapman and Smith either. But he kind of got mm-hmm. into a situation where he had to. Um so I thought Burke and Anderson did a good job of kind of uh, working their way around that the, some some damage that could have mm-hmm. gotten bad. And uh, Anderson, too, after he walked a couple of batters, but worked himself right. around that as well. So, uh, you know, uh, outside of the home run that Burke gave up, but, you know, he gave up a home run. Had a, he gave up a solo shot when they had a couple of runs to give up. 
so, you know, same thing with Will Smith in the ninth inning. Uh, you know, I feel like he was like, let me just hang this one here. And, uh, and you know, that's not the case. And that's not what he did. Sure. Get myself a clean slate and, and we're going to be okay if I give up this two run job. But, um, you know, Smith did what he had to do. And I mean, it, it seemed like the moment that uh, he gave up that home run, everything just kind of went back to the level and he just started back over and got himself to where he needed to be. Uh, Chapman gave up a couple of hits, but also had a couple of strikeouts behind that to get through it. And the bullpen, you know, we've had situations where, they, you know, it can be a little scary, but they've been working through everything. And, uh, you know, they did enough in a one run, you know, that the, it ended up being a one run game, but they did enough throughout the game to keep themselves far enough ahead where it ended up being a one run game and not, they won a one, you know, they, they had to hold on to a one run game. They held on to a three or four run lead and one by one. Right. And that's, well, okay, that's a luxury too. Yeah. And, and I think it's funny cause so the story of the game for me, I was, uh, we, we had a, we had to help our church move into their new building that morning. And so I was like, man, I got to get home for the game. And we were just, we were wiped. So I, I kept dozing off during this game and, you know, I'm, 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 I fall asleep and we're down, you know, I think five zip and then I wake up and like, we're up. I think we're up like uh, seven to seven, five, seven, five. I'm like, all right, cool. And then I fall back asleep and like, we're, we're, we're down. Seven, like it's six. like seven, six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what's going and on? You wake finally, up and it's nine to... to six and then, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I finally, I, I caught the seven, eighth and ninth, like all the way through, like, and I just, you know, saw the, saw the uh, kind of the theatrics there at the end. But well, one um, thing, one thing I want to say is uh, I, the bull man and I made a day trip up to Oklahoma city on Saturday. So I got to listen to some of the game on the radio and welcome back, Eric Nadell. Oh my right. God. It was so nice to hear his voice and hear him calling some baseball and just welcome back, Eric Nadell. Glad to hear you back. Glad to hear you getting to a point where you're ready to call baseball again. And it was just really nice to hear him. Uh, the Rangers, man, I mean, like, like I said, you know, uh, we're, we're, we're in the car. It's five, nothing. We're looking at each other going, man, what's happening here. And then as we're getting off of, uh, um, one eighty three over here by my house, uh, Robbie Grossman hits a ball into the stands and it's five to three. And I look at bull, man, I go, they got this. No problem. Mm-hmm. They got this. And, and you know, like <laughs> the next thing, you know, they're, they're right back in that thing. It's nine to eight. And, and uh, you know, they're just, they're, they're just doing their thing right now. I mean, it, 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 Seager, a two run bomb, sorry. I mean, a uh, Grossman, that uh, three run bomb off of <clears throat> Soriano after man, they were struggling with Soriano. They were having mm-hmm. trouble with him. He was mowing them down. And once they got into that groove, I mean, they got him. And, uh, you know, Young hit one in the fifth inning, a two-run two job as well. And, and the Rangers just kind of rolled from there. And, uh, uh, you know, it got a little closer than it probably should have there in the ninth. But uh, a good win for the Rangers, a good comeback win. And, hey, you got to pad them one-run win stats somehow, right? Yeah. I mean, just a, just a fun game overall altogether for the Rangers – and really just showcasing um, – really showcasing their depth, uh, what they – you know, what they can actually do um, when when their back's against the wall. And this really just kind of shows that heart and, and, and character that this team has shown all year long, that they're not afraid to go out there and get into a slugfest or a, or a low-scoring game. They've, they've, they've played all different kinds of games this year. They've won 
all different kinds of games this year. And, uh, you know, one other thing that we haven't pointed out but but needs to be pointed out is the strikeouts for the Rangers pitching staff, um, even though they gave up a lot of runs in this game, but still 12 strikeouts in this game. Um, the strikeouts well, are way up with the Rangers, and, and that's a really exciting thing. And we pointed that. that out, what, on Friday, too, when we talked right. about Thursday and how they had a bunch of strikeouts Thursday. They had a bunch of mm-hmm. strikeouts Tuesday. They had a bunch of strikeouts mm-hmm. on Wednesday. And then, you know, that didn't change on, on Friday because Ranger pitchers, you know, they had 10 strikeouts on Friday as well between Montgomery Spores and Stratton. So, um, you know, they're striking batters out. And, and that helps a lot. And, you know, I mean, they've got they've – got, uh, They've got a bunch of guys in that bullpen right now that are doing a really nice job of striking guys out, and, and that's a that's a luxury because we talked about it so much in the beginning of the season how they didn't have those big arms, and now they've they've acquired acquired and manufactured some big arms, and you know I mean finding now finding spores on the waiver wire and looking at him for holding on to him for two years is looking kind of smart, you know, because <laughs> it was in there. It just, but, yep. but, hey, we didn't know that. I mean, in spring training, we're thinking, is it going to be spores? Is it going to be spores? And now you see why they kept spores around for so long. Absolutely. But, anyways, absolutely. You know, but you know where they find – you know where you find players, right? Right. Well, I mean, it definitely, you know, a lot of the players on this team right now are teams that were developed in that farm system. And uh, the Rangers have one of the best farm systems in all of baseball. And if you want to find out more about the Rangers farm system, you should subscribe to our exclusive content. It's called Down on the Farm with the Boys, where we cover all things in the Rangers farm system. We go over news, box scores, transactions, call-ups, send-downs. We do top 40 prospect lists. We do we cover the draft. So just for $1.99 a month, you can make our podcast your one-stop shop for all things Rangers organization-wide. Go to our Spotify page or our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. Oh, yes, and subscribe because if you had, you'd have known all about Jonathan Ornelas. You'd have known all about, um, you know, uh, Alex Spees. You'd have known all about Grant Anderson. A lot of these guys that are popping up on the major league roster. We've been talking about them all year long. So let's get into this final box score and uh, and take it home for the for the day. Yeah, no, uh, man. Really, really nice pitching performance from Andrew Heaney. He is he has really stepped into a role knowing that, you know, his back was against the wall to stay in that rotation, and it still is. I mean, mm-hmm. he's still got to keep pitching well in order to – because when Evaldi comes off the DL or the IL, somebody's going to go into that pitching, you know, into that bullpen, and uh, Heaney's trying to make that case for it to not be him. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you'd love to have seen him get, get through six today. But he ran into a little bit of trouble in that in that bottom half of the or that top half of the sixth, and only got five and two thirds. But really, really nice outing, especially when he didn't. You know, like the last several games, he had been striking guys out, mm-hmm. and he yep. didn't have a lot of strikeouts today. He just or yesterday, he just had the four strikeouts, and he had a couple of walks. Not his, you know, not his best performance, but. He worked around a lot of stuff. He worked around the six base runners that he gave up, or actually he worked around four of the base runners that he gave up, and then Stratton worked around a base run- a couple of base runners for him in that sixth inning. So, you know, he, he not not bad at all, man. I thought he had uh, a point in the game where he was rolling pretty good, where he might have uh, retired six or eight in a row. Uh, just a, a really nice performance from Heaney. Uh, like I said, Stratton came in and, and, and uh, bailed him out with runners on – might have been second, third, but I think it was first and second. Um, 
And mm-hmm. and then LeClerc had a really nice inning really quick, too. I think he maybe threw 10 or 11 pitches and, and kind of um, looked looked like the guy that we had hoped Jose LeClerc would be all season. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know how it is. The next one, he may look as bad as you've ever seen him. Uh, yep. Perez did give up a, a pretty hard hit ball in the ninth inning, but worked his way around it with a strikeout and uh, – you know, for being on for cleanup duty and just to kind of get himself into the game. You know, I mean, they Marty Perez went from like a Rangers the guy that they're giving twenty million to, to now he's like the Brad Miller of the pitching staff. You know, like it's, it's, it's kind of crazy, rough for right? him, but you know, I mean, hopefully when they need him and when they uh, when they're counting on him to be in that staff or well in the in the playoffs and they need him, and hopefully he'll be there for him. And you know, uh, it doesn't look to be like he's uh, you know. Uh, depressed about it or anything like that because those checks still come in and they're still really big. Oh, shoot. But, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but the, the biggest the biggest thing to come out of Sunday's game with the Marlins is just the young injury and and how that's going to affect this thing down a stretch. Uh, you you kind of saw like uh, that next half inning after they pulled him out of the game, you know, things felt okay when Duran went like 450 feet over the batter's eye, you know, you're, <laughs> you're feeling okay with that. And uh, Nate Lowe had him a big two run home run that uh, they gave the Rangers a little distance there in the, maybe the fourth inning. Yeah. No, third inning. I'm sorry. Third inning. Uh, that gave them a little bit of distance against uh, Alcantara. And uh, once they got there, you know, uh, another big RBI from Mitch Garver. Uh, he had a rocket out there that scored Adolis Garcia. And, you know, that, that run right there, that run happened because Florida Young hits into a tailor-made double play. And mm-hmm. uh, they just botch it all around. And next mm-hmm. thing you know, I mean, Garver's sitting there with runners on first and second and, um, gets him a gets him a little uh, RBI out of it, and then we talked about the Daniel Lowe home run, and then uh, Marcus Simeon got him another one. He's had a nice little run lately, hitting the ball hard and hitting the ball all over the place. And uh, uh, then we said Duran, and then Garcia. The Rangers have hit like 17 home runs in August, something like that. It's crazy. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's August seventh, and they've got. You know, 14 or something like that home runs already this month. So um, hitting big flies, scoring runs, and getting good pitching, and that wins a lot of games. Yeah, and one thing I want to bring up about Andrew Heaney that uh, we kind of joked a little bit off off air about, but 2-0 against Framber Valdez. Went toe-to-toe, I want to say, on a Friday night with Garrett Cole. Uh, yeah. Goes out, beats Alcantara. Um, so... I mean, he, he's had some starts, don't get me wrong, that that have not been great, but he's also had some really, really good starts. And for for the guy that, you know, was our five or our four all year long, he's gone out there and gone toe-to-toe with some of the aces of these staffs and come out ahead really more times than not, which is just, you know, something you can't be – you can't complain too much about. Shows the depth of this pitching staff. Well, and and I know you said that he should be starting game one, um, but I don't know if I'm ready to go that far. But for right now, it keeps him in the rotation for sure. Uh, the Rangers, hey, taking three, six and zero oh on the home stand. Uh, nice, nice run after this, uh, uh, after a really bad one and five road trip. So to get that six sure. and zero oh back and 
And like we said, you beat up on the bad teams and you and you try and play 500 against the good teams and uh, they're going to Oakland. So that means they've got another bad team coming up. Yeah. And, and also kind of want to just point out, you know, Rangers are starting to show some discrepancy between their home home and away because they really they really do play really well uh, at Globe Life. And I want to give some credit, honestly, because I'm sure this time of year, you know, normally this the home the home field would not be an advantage um, for them because man, home field it's 110 right yeah. now. I took some screenshots. 74. To, to, yeah, but it's 74 inside, and it's like I took some screenshots to send to my friends in Florida who always to complain about how hot it was, and they got their 89 degrees heat index, and we're sitting at 109. 113 degrees in my car and it's no. like man th- what, a, what a huge difference it makes um you know having the ability to play in 74 degrees uh temperature it, it, this time of year i think it's just been a huge thing for the rangers for and a, 40 and 20 at home 40 and a real and testament right to now. that 2011 team that played in 100 degree weather every night and still won ball games so absolutely uh, so real testament to that, the Rangers, 6-0 and homestand. They move on to the road. They've got uh, six in the Bay Area. They've got three okay. with Oakland, a day off up there in the Bay, and then they've got three with San Francisco for this week's uh, mm. slate of games. And uh, tonight, Dane Dunning will be on the hill for the Rangers, and they'll be, he'll be opposed by Ken Waldachuk for the A's. Ken Waldachuk is 2-7 and seven with a 6.52 ERA. And, uh, you know, mm. what we said, you know, what we say, you beat up on bad teams. Oakland's a bad team. While the Chuck's not having a very good season. I'm not going to say he's a bad pitcher because he pitches in the big leagues, but he's not having a very good season. And this is a guy that you got to go out there and you got to jump on and, uh, you know, uh, assert your dominance from the beginning. Well, and, you know, the upstart San Francisco Giants coming around as well. Uh, the Rangers need to get everything they can get in this and a Bochi homecoming. Oakland. Yeah, Bochi homecoming, but definitely need to get everything they can get in this uh, in this series against Oakland, so that when they when they face the Giants on the road, um, it's not going to be an easy series. So, really excited to to watch some Ranger baseball today or tonight, and uh, let's hope they get that first one in Oakland to take it to seven game winning streak, and hopefully continue to. Uh, expand their lead in the american league west so i got nothing else if you got nothing else no let's get home so we can uh, get our day going so we can watch some ranger baseball get tonight absolutely so don't forget to follow us on social media tx rangers wtv don't forget to subscribe to our exclusive content down on the farm with the boys don't forget to click that follow button on spotify or on itunes it really helps or apple Podcasts. it really helps out uh, with the algorithms and uh, don't forget to uh, check us. Wait, I think that's it. Oh yeah. Check out our website. Texas website. Rangers. Yes. Texas Rangers with the boys.com. All one word. And click on that event bright link to get your tickets for Matt war pro at the Ridgely theater and show some support. But for now we are fixing to get out of here. So this is Texas Rangers with the boys and we are signing out. That was really Texas. Really Texas.